Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are joined once again by Disney Wedding Blog Mentor and Walt Disney World Honeymooner Extraordinaire, Christy Summers, and we are going to talk about escape weddings at Walt Disney World, or I should say escape events at Walt Disney World, because you don't have to do a wedding, you can do a vow renewal, or you can do a commitment ceremony. So welcome, Christy. Hi, Carrie. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for coming back on the show. I think uh, the audience appreciates not having to hear me just talk for the whole 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they would not mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about escape weddings and just kind of give a basic overview for people who are maybe be just beginning to plan or they're dreaming about planning or they've heard about Walt Disney World weddings and they don't realize that not all weddings at Walt Disney World are, you know, $65,000 over-the-top spectacles. And the escape package, I think, is especially important to cover because it seems like most people, when they first start to consider getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, start out with the escape package. They start looking at the escape package. That's the most accessible, and yet it has the most options compared to memories. And so I think that most of us start out thinking we're going to do an escape, and then some people are able to do one, and then others bump up to a wishes or whatever. I think it's a really good starting point for a lot of people because you know, when you're looking at the package, the wishes might be overwhelming at first to think that, oh, I have to meet this minimum or I have to do that. And then also just the fact that it is a destination wedding for most people. So to think about bringing that many people down to Disney World, it can be quite an undertaking. So, you know, maybe starting out with an escape package. And like for us, I know that when we were looking to plan our wedding, Disney World was definitely on the list and an escape package was perfect for us because we didn't have, it was really just going to be our parents and a couple of close relatives. So, you know, for us, it was the ideal package. So I think it's a really good option. And if you're not sure if a Disney wedding is right for you, it's a great way to kind of, you know, warm yourself into the process. Definitely. I, there's something so appealing about the idea of a package because it's like it has everything you need. You can just write one check, well, two checks technically, and uh, <laughs> you've got a whole wedding on a platter and it's exactly what you need. So let's go over what it includes and just talk about if you're not familiar with the differences at Walt Disney World, they have well, technically, they have five different collections now, but there is the Memories Collection, which is a very small elopement-style package, and we'll talk about that in a future show. And then the next size up is Escape, which is we're going to go over today. It's a basic package wedding for up to 20 people, including the bride and groom. And then the next step up is Wishes, which is not a package. It's basically you're doing a custom wedding, and you have certain minimum expenditures that you have to meet and food and beverage minimums you have to meet. We'll talk about that on a different show. And then they have Couture, the Couture Collection, which is basically a wishes wedding with a fancy designer decor and floral package laid on top of it, 
we will talk about couture events on a future show. And then the fifth one, which technically isn't at Walt Disney World, is the Disney Cruise Collection. And that's basically an escape wedding at sea. So we will talk about that on a future show. Today, though, let's talk about the escape collection. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> so so what do you get? You're paying the prices. Let's start out and talk about what the prices are. The prices range from $4,750 to $6,250. And with all of them, the basic things that you're going to get in the package are a floral bouquet and boutonniere. So that's the bouquet for the bride and then a boutonniere for the groom. You're going to get a two-tier wedding cake and you can pick the flavors and you can pick from one of five standard designs or pay a little more to customize it. You get champagne and or sparkling cider. You get a violinist who plays during your event. You get four hours of limousine service, which this has to be consecutive. So you can't have them like just drop you off at the beginning and then stop and then start two hours up again at the end. It's all in one block, but usually four hours is plenty of time to go get the bride and groom. Sometimes to get other family members, they can make a couple of trips around the resort to get other people, uh, drop you off for your ceremony, and then afterward take you wherever you want to go for your own reception because one of the things not included in an escape collection event is a reception. You get about two hours of professional photography, which you can start before the ceremony if you want to do getting ready portraits, uh, do bridal portraits around the resort. And then for products, uh, you get a single album. It's a five by seven album and it has 20 prints in it. So a lot of people want to upgrade that. They want to buy a disc of images. You can add all that stuff on, but the package only includes an album with 20 prints in it. You get a website. I don't know how many people actually use these websites because there are so many other wedding website creators right now, but it's, you know, it's nice that they threw that in. And then you get annual passes, one for the bride and one for the groom. And these are worth $1,100. So I think that when the price of the escape collection jumped a couple years ago, people were like, wow, but it's because they've started including quote unquote free annual passes, <laughs> which are actually worth $1,100 and you're paying for them. So for some people, it's kind of annoying because maybe they're Disney Vacation Club members and they already have passes, or maybe they just don't go to Walt Disney World enough to need annual passes. But for other people, it's this huge perk. And it's like, wow, look, we got free passes. We can come back here for our anniversary. You have to time it right, <laughs> but you can come back for your anniversary and use the uh, passes that came with the package. All the more reason to tack on your honeymoon to the end of your escape wedding at Walt Disney World as well, right? Yeah, very crafty of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what's not included? Well, like we said, there's no reception included. And so for some people, this is a deal breaker. But you can do, there are plenty of options for things that you can plan on your own. You can also add a catered reception through Disney. There are certain restrictions. You can't do a full-blown DJ'd dancing four to five hour cocktail hour kind of event, but you can add a two-hour reception on. And usually people, when they do this, it's just a meal in one of the locations like at the resorts. But it's a nice way to have everything kind of taken care of and, and do a more traditional wedding thing where you go straight from the ceremony to the reception. Do you go through the wedding planner to do that or do you go through Disney private events, events to do something like that? You can do it either of those ways. You can also plan it on your own through one of the other restaurants on property. The one thing to know, and let's talk a little bit about the nitty gritty of the prices, because when you add a private catered event that is planned by your wedding planner to an escape collection, 
you automatically are made to meet a $7,500 minimum for your entire event, which means that suddenly instead of just paying for the package, you also have to spend enough to meet $7,500. Luckily, the package counts toward that, but they want to make sure that, okay, if we're going to plan an event for you, you're going to spend at least $7,500 total. And the other time that minimum kicks in is if you do an escape event on Saturday and Sunday. And that's even if you don't have a catered event. So automatically, if you decide you want to have your escape collection event on a Saturday, you then have to meet a $7,500 minimum. So you start thinking about, okay, do I want to add a catered event? Do I want to add a dessert party? And then the other requirements are a $1,000 deposit, which is due within two weeks of booking. And you're also required to stay in a Disney resort for four nights. And you can't have your event on the day that you check in. So you would have to do, you'd have to check in at least one day before your event. And people, usually that's not a problem because they're, like you say, they're going to come out for their honeymoon. But it's just good to know that you know, if you were going to stay at the Swan and Dolphin or you have a timeshare, in order to have an escape collection event, you need to have a four-night reservation. And then the other thing to know is that these packages include tax and service charge. Unlike a Wishes event where everything you buy from Disney, you then have to figure, okay, I'm going to be paying a service charge, I'm going to be paying tax. With the escape collection, this is just the package. You put down your $47.50 and you get everything. The only things you would pay tax and service charge on are those things that you would add or your catered event that you would add. So the prices really quickly are $47.50 for an outdoor resort location. So that's the Yacht Club Gazebo at the Yacht Club, Seabreeze Point, which is just down from the boardwalk. It's also kind of a gazebo. It's a bigger gazebo. At Wilderness Lodge, they have Sunrise Terrace, which is a beautiful balcony overlooking the lake and the pool area and has trees and it's got a great view. And then the other outdoor location is Sunset Point, which is at the Polynesian and it is ringed with palm trees and it has a view of the castle in the Magic Kingdom. But what you should know about that location and also the Wilderness Lodge location is that they have a 10-person maximum, including the bride and groom. So if you have a party of 15, you can't use those locations. The next most expensive escape collection event would be if you had yours at the Wedding Pavilion, which is 5750 And that extra 1000 I guess, covers the organist. You get an organist and a violinist. But I think mostly it's the prestige of it's a guaranteed indoor location. You don't have to worry about what happens if it rains. It's the Wedding Pavilion. Everybody wants to get married at the Wedding Pavilion. So there's a premium price for that. And then the most expensive escape collection package is the Canada Pavilion at Epcot. And that costs $6,250 because it includes transportation for you and your guests backstage to Epcot. So is Canada the only pavilion that you can have an escape wedding at in Epcot? Yes. Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, for a long time, there was no in-park location for escape events. And that's one of the things that made us bump up from escape was just that we wanted to get married in a park. But they finally decided that they could allow them in one place in Epcot, and that's the Canada Pavilion, which is beautiful. It has a waterfall. It's a little noisy, apparently. Like, you really need to have a microphone, which is included in the price of the package because of the waterfall. But it's a beautiful location. It's just... Unfortunately, if you had your heart set on the UK or France or Germany or someplace like that, for an escape collection, you have to use Canada. 
Okay. So you basically, if you want any other place in Epcot, you would have to upgrade then to a wishes. Correct. Uh, one other question I had also is it seems like there's some other places on property that are starting to get popular, like Sago Key is starting to get popular. And then I know that they do the memories collection on that beach in between uh, the Polynesian and Grand Floridian. So if you wanted to do a place like that, are those options for an escape as well? Or are you limited to just these set locations? You're limited to those locations. And I don't know, I mean, maybe anecdotally, you'll hear a story of someone who is allowed to do something different. But I think in general, because it's a package wedding, and because they don't make a whole lot of money on it, Disney's pretty rigid about what you can do to change or swap out. We can talk about that, like what can you change in the package? They are pretty set in what you can and can't do because they've gotten it down to a science. And these are the locations that are easiest for them. These are the options that for what they're getting paid, they can provide you. For a while, like they were letting you have up to 25 people if you paid a little extra fee. And it just got to the point where it wasn't worth their time to have to orchestrate <laughs> these weddings. And so they said, nope, if you want to have more than 20, you have to bump up to a wishes. Which makes sense. I mean, it, it's a package deal. If you step too far outside of that, then it no longer becomes the package. Exactly. And there's still plenty you can do to customize it, which we can talk about. So if you have to put the $1,000 deposit uh, that's due within two weeks of booking, how far out are you able to book the package? Eight months. And that can also be a little bit frustrating because, you know, lots of brides and grooms, but mostly brides, <laughs> like to start planning ASAP. And there are a lot of people who start planning their weddings, you know, two years out. So unfortunately, you have to wait until eight months before your date to reserve it and to confirm that you got your locations, which can be a little nerve wracking. But in general, you know, they have they can do, what, five weddings a day at each of these locations. And unless you want the wedding pavilion on a Saturday, on Valentine's Day or some, you know, 12-12-12, you're not going to have too much competition for the place you want. I know that we're focusing on escape packages, but do all of the different categories for the different wedding types, do they all have the same booking window or does it change with what option you go to? Like, at wishes, can you book 10 months out, couture, 12 months out, anything like that? Yeah, it's different for the other ones. For memories, it's six months out. For wishes, it's 12 months out. Couture, I think when you're spending that much on a wedding, they pretty much guarantee as soon as you send them your $10,000 deposit. <laughs> oh, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for escape, you're kind of in the middle. Unfortunately, what can happen is if a wishes event wants the location, like the wedding pavilion, at the same time you do, you would get bumped. But, you know, wishes events don't go to Sunday. Rice Terrace. They don't go to Sunset Point. I don't hear of too many people having trouble getting in at Seabreeze Point because of Wishes Wedding bumped them or anything. So you paid a thousand dollar deposit within two weeks of booking. And from there, when is it, when do you have to pay it in full? The rest is due 30 days before. Okay. And then the room, so you're booking a room for four nights. Does that have to be paid in full before you book the wedding? Or can you just book the room regular? Because I know that you know if you're booking room only, you don't have to pay the whole reservation until you get there. Or does it have to be paid before the wedding's paid in full? Is there any kind of stipulation with that? No, you can do a room only reservation and just have the reservation. All they need is the number, basically. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know then. Yeah. So going back to the package elements, like, so let's say for the bouquet and the boutonniere, I know that with that, the choices you can't really go too far out of what they have for the choices. And how many different options do they have? I think there's five, right? Yeah, so they have, uh, one nice thing they've done recently in the last couple of years is they've come up with standard 
cake designs, and they've sort of expanded the latitude on the bouquet and boutonniere. So yeah, they have five bouquet and boutonniere choices, and they come in, you know, you can get rose, and you can get it in five or six different colors with no extra charge. But if you're like, I want antique roses and they have to be fully opened and I want them flown in from wherever, you know, then you're going to be paying whatever on top of that. And then, of course, if you want rose wands or bouquets for your bridesmaids, that would all be extra. So it's good then. I mean, at least you can alter it slightly. It's not just here's your pink bouquet and go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're Pretty much they say any color that it, the flower naturally occurs in, they can try to get. So no bright blue roses. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people bring their own, whether they're allergic to flowers or they just want a bouquet that they can keep forever. You know, some people make or buy their own artificial bouquet. So that's an option too, if you do want blue roses. Oh yeah, that is a good idea. Definitely. And then do, can you add on floral for the ceremony? Like let's say you're getting married at the wedding pavilion or Seabreeze Point, you want to have, you know, flower pots around the altar. Would you be able to add on something like that there also? Yes. Yeah. They will sell you anything you want over and above what comes with the package. It's just the swapping that gets a little tricky. Mm. And then so for the wedding cake, I know you said that they have a whole bunch of designs now and then, which I've seen on display at the Boardwalk Bakery. And every time I walk in, I want to order one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so are there different flavors? Do they have a, a nice array of flavors that you can choose from? Yeah, so they have these five styles, and if you want to see what those look like or what the escape flowers look like, you can go to DisneyTravelBabble.com, and I have a wedding tab at the top, and from there there's you can select on the menu to see the escape cakes or the escape flowers. But the cakes do come in a variety of flavors. The standard flavors for the cake part are chocolate, yellow, marble, and almond, and then the filling choices are chocolate mousse, white chocolate mousse, strawberry mousse, raspberry mousse, Bavarian cream, and amaretto mousse. And then the other thing you can do is you can have different flavor combinations in each tier. There's no extra charge. So if you wanted, you know, the amaretto and the almond in the top and chocolate chocolate in the bottom, that's no problem. And you can ask for other flavors. They sometimes, for some reason, people are charged extra to change the flavors. I don't understand that at all because they make all these flavors for wishes cakes. So they have the stuff on hand. I don't understand why you would be charged. And most of the time you don't hear people being charged if they're like, you know, can I get peanut butter cup filling, which is chocolate mousse combined with peanut butter mousse. Uh, it's usually not an issue, but just don't be alarmed if they do charge you a little fee for that. I wonder if maybe it depends on which bakery they're ordering the cake from. Right. That's a good point because, you know, the Grand Floridian Bakery does all the wishes cakes. So it could be that if your cake is being made by the Boardwalk Bakery because you're getting married at Seabreeze Point, then there would be the upcharge because they don't generally have those on hand. Right. So let's say that you have a specific cake design in mind. And even though now they have different choices um, and you want a custom cake, would they then charge you by the slice like a regular wedding cake? What they do is the cake that you get in the package counts for about $200, and so they price out with the pastry chef how much your cake would cost, and they apply that as a credit, and they charge you the difference. Oh. Well, it's good to know then also that you can just kind of, if you do have a specific design in mind, because I know today wedding cakes are a huge thing, and they're becoming you know, a really big part of the wedding, so... It's good to know that if you just want to, you know, maybe design something yourself that you can do that. Yeah, definitely. I think now with all these TV shows, reality shows about cakes, the awareness has ratcheted up and people aren't content with just the floofy white wedding cake with scrolls on it and Mickey and Minnie on top. So I think <laughs> they're doing what they can to accommodate that. Do they still include that Mickey and Minnie cake topper? 
that they were putting on that standard foofy cake. Yes, that's a good point. That is also something you get. And if you do a custom design that doesn't accommodate the cake topper, they set it on the cake table next to the cake for you. And then you can take it home at the end. So you still get a nice little souvenir from the wedding. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And then with the music choices. So you said that a violinist is included. I think that they used to have a guitarist or a harpist available as well. Are you able to, you know, if you just want the sound of a guitarist or maybe even if you want your own music, are those things, if you bring your, say your iPod and you just want your own music piped in, are you able to do something like that? Yeah. So if you want to bring an iPod, they will charge you for the setup, which is usually just a cable that goes into an amp and then a speaker or two. And that starts at about $250, but the price varies depending on where you are. And then if you want a guitarist or a flautist, or something that is priced separately so they don't swap that you would have to pay for whatever the rate is for that musician so another question i had was about the limo service so let's say if you're getting married at at a resort and you're staying at that resort and you don't really need the limo service can you use the limo to maybe go pick up family that might be staying in another resort across property or even off property Yes, they they need to arrange it. And sometimes I think they charge you extra if they have to go a certain distance or if it's going to be longer. But yeah, people have used the limo to do that. You just have to know that it's four hours of consecutive service. So if they leave at 8 a.m. to go get your family or whatever, that's when the clock starts ticking. So then let's say maybe you're staying in a grand villa and all your family is packed into one room. So... Um, if you don't need the limo service that day, are you able to use it maybe another day if you know you want to go to a nice dinner one night during your honeymoon? Can you use the limo service for something like that? Yes, definitely. And what a lot of people do is they use it to go get their wedding license at one of the two courthouses. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Or also, like, I know a lot of UK guests love to shop at the outlets. And that's another thing. You could have the limo take you to the outlets and, you know, carry back all your packages. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to worry about how much you're going to be buying because you have plenty of room in the limo. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's a good idea, too. Um, So then going into the photography packages, your photos, I know for most couples, that's the main thing of the day. That's what's going to stay with you after the wedding are the photos that you have of the wedding. So if you want to upgrade the package through Disney photography, is that something that you can do? Yes. In fact, they have a whole big brochure full of all these different options. I think usually when people upgrade, it's because they want to get a disc of high resolution images, which is not included. They do include a disc of proof resolution images, which means they're big enough to look at on your computer, but you couldn't print a photo off of them. They're too low resolution. So the Escape Collection has a really good deal that Wishes doesn't get, and that is you can trade all of the photo products that are included in the escape package and then pay an additional fee of $300 to get all of your images on an archival disc. And Disney distinguishes between a high-res disc and an archival disc. The high-res disc has images that will print up to 8 by 12 and the archival images will print up to 30 by 40. So if you want a ginormous portrait of you over the fireplace, you need an archival disc. (laughs) (laughs) If you want a big poster of it. Yeah. (laughs) So, but this is a really screaming deal because even, you know, for the Wishes collection, if you want a disc, basically you're paying at least $1,000. There are ways that you can, if you buy Disney's photography packages, you can trade some of the elements in it and they count as credit toward the cost of the disc. But for Escape, I think it's the best deal going because you get every image digital and then you can do whatever you want. You can make prints, you can make a photo book, a coffee table book, you can make a flush mount album, anything you want from just this $300 disc. 
So let's say that you want maybe an outside photographer. Obviously, that would be an option if you're choosing the Canada wedding. But if you do want an outside photographer for any of the other ceremony locations, is that something that you can do? Yes, and that's a good point too because Disney does not allow outside photographers or videographers in the parks. So yeah, you couldn't have an outside photographer if you were using the Canada location, but any of the resort locations are fair game. There's no escort fee or anything. Disney isn't going to charge you because you've decided to skip their photography. And the other cool thing is they will let you swap the photography included in the escape package for one of two things. The first is a dessert party photo session, which is worth about $300 for escape. And that means that if you decide to add on a dessert party, you get two hours of photography and your image is on a proof res disc. And then you would just pay for any prints that you want. And if you're already buying the high res disc, you can get all of the images from the dessert party added to that for free. If you're not buying a disc, then you know, you would either have to buy a disc if you want the digital ones from the dessert party or just pay for prints individually. The other thing you can get is the family resort photo session, which is a one hour session and it comes with a six by six inch book and a disc of all the images. So that is actually a really good deal because if you did decide not to buy the disc to go for your wedding, you would still get a disc of the images from the family resort photo session. And so it would be a photographer from Disney Fine Art Photography versus a PhotoPass photographer. Exactly. That's a good distinction to make because there is a difference. Disney Fine Art Photography employs professional photographers, whereas PhotoPass is a cast member who's had like a four-hour training session. And sometimes you get lucky and you get a PhotoPass photographer who has an eye and is very artistic, but a lot of times you do not get lucky. (laughs) We err more on the side of not being lucky there so <laughs> <laughs> um i've seen photo sessions the magic kingdom bridal portrait session and i think they do it at all of the parks really is that something that you can add on or maybe even swap for yes you can add on you can't swap and that would be another good thing if you were buying the disc for $300. If you then pay the $1,500 that a Magic Kingdom bridal portrait session costs, and it doesn't come with a disc of images, you would get the images because you're already buying the disc for your escape wedding. So yeah, you can add that. And then if you want to do two parks, it's $1,700 and they're consecutive. So you go to the Magic Kingdom first and then you drive off in a van to the other park or the water park that you choose. That is just... it's definitely an experience that would be once in a lifetime, but I cannot imagine getting up at like three in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's a big deterrent for a lot of people. And I've never understood that because, you know, it's one day. Well, it's two days if you had to get up early for your wedding. (laughs) But um, I know for a lot of people, they're just like, nope, not going to do it. Yeah, and that's a lot of money. And again, certainly once in a lifetime. and, And if you can do it, and if you're up for the challenge I'll say <laughs> that power to you but that would be that would be pretty difficult. Well and you know my hat is off to these people who do their Magic Kingdom bridal portrait right before their wedding. Like I cannot even imagine that they meet you at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. so you know to get your hair and makeup done you might have to get up at 3:30 or 4 and then you do the portrait session and then you go straight to your wedding and I think you then collapse in a heap as soon as Mickey and Minnie leave. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I don't think all the concealer in the world could help my eyes for something like that. (laughs) But it's convenient, especially for hair and makeup. Like if you're going to hire a makeup artist, instead of having to hire them twice, for the once for the photo shoot, once for the wedding, you can have them just do it once. And so that saves a little money there. Oh yeah, that's a good point too. So maybe let's talk about what a typical escape wedding 
what's it like? What is, what's the process? How does it run? Basically, you start off with the photographer meeting you at the hotel room or in the lobby for portraits. And if the bride and groom don't want to see each other beforehand, then I believe they usually meet the bride and do portraits around the lobby. And then the ceremony happens. If it's, say, at Seabreeze Point, the guests have assembled in the lobby of the boardwalk and then they all go down. The officiant goes down. Everybody walks down the boardwalk to Seabreeze Point. And then the last person down is the bride, whether she's walking or she, if you decided to pay for extra transportation like the vintage car or Cinderella's carriage, you get to make your grand entrance to the ceremony. And then the ceremony itself lasts about 10 to 15 minutes. They're not really long. And then you go straight into the cake and champagne reception. So that would be when Mickey and Minnie, if you decide to pay extra for Mickey and Minnie or Donald or the characters, they show up only at the reception. They can't come to the ceremony. And the other thing is when they show up at the reception, there can't be any booze served. So if you were having champagne, that has to, you know, go back in the box real quick. But um, they're there for 20 to 30 minutes. The 30-minute clock starts ticking when they leave their dressing room. But so far, I haven't heard anybody really complain about Mickey and Minnie not being there long enough. They do a staged cake cutting with you for photos. They dance with your guests. They, you know, basically just, it's a great photo op. And then when that's over, the server boxes up your cake and it's usually put in the limo. And then from there, you are free to do whatever. And you go to your reservation at a restaurant. You go to your private event. You go collapse in a heat because you've been up since 3 a.m. Whatever you want to do, that's the end of your event. So if you did decide to add on characters and you mentioned that Mickey and Minnie, if that's who you chose to have, if uh, they're there and dancing with your guests. So is the violinist there the entire time? Yes, And then are you able to provide a list of the songs that you want them to play? Is there a certain amount of songs that you're allowed to pick? Yes, they have like, what do you want for the processional? What do you want for the recessional? What do you want for the bride's entrance? You know, you can kind of tick it off which songs you want. And then if it's a song that the violinist doesn't have the music for, you can submit sheet music. Oh, so that's good. So it doesn't have to be maybe just Disney music. And because not everyone might want just the standard Disney songs, they might have something special that they want incorporated. So it's good to know that you could just bring the music for that and they could play it for you. Right, right. Also, it got me thinking about the officiant. So the officiant is not included in the package, right? Right. So does Disney have a list of recommended officiants that you can use maybe for different, you know, religious nominations or? Yes. Yeah. And that's something that's good to know because Disney has a list of preferred vendors, but you can bring whoever you want or you can have, you know, your best friend get ordained through the Universal Life Church online and do the officiating. Florida's pretty loosey-goosey about that stuff. But if they are not on the preferred vendors list, they count towards your guest limit. So that's one thing to consider, you know, because you might be kissing the limit and you need to know that if you don't use one of Disney's preferred vendors, your friend or whoever is going to count as a guest. I didn't know that the, that the officiant would count as a guest. That's really good to know. Yeah, there are about maybe five or six you see popping up at all the Disney weddings. So if you use one of them, it doesn't count and you don't have to worry about it. Oh, that's good. And then also, you know, we've seen Cinderella's coach coming down for some of the escape weddings or maybe even the Rolls Royce. So if you don't need the limo, are you able to use that the funds for the limo toward that type of transportation? No, unfortunately, they won't let you swap that. And being that it's an escape wedding, I'm sure the prices for all those things are just the same as if it were for, say, a wishes or a couture or anything like that, right? Right, right. And that's one thing, you know, not to make a little plug for my book, but in Passporters, Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, if you're doing an escape event and you decide you want to add on stuff, all you have to do is flip over to the wishes chapter and all the prices are right there. So the characters, the transportation, the major domo, anything like that, the prices are all the same. It doesn't change because your wishes or escape. So then let's say that you want to add on a dessert party. 
are the prices different? Like, let's say I want to go from the ceremony to an Illuminations dessert party over at Epcot. If I'm doing it with my wedding, are the prices different if, say, I did an Illuminations dessert party the night before as like a welcome event for my guests? Nope, they're all the same. It doesn't matter whether you plan it through Disney's fairy tale weddings or you plan it through Disney catered events. All the pricing, the food and beverage minimums, all of that is the same. I mean, if you're having a, an escape collection event and you want to do a dessert party, you plan it through your planner. And that bumps you up to a $7,500 minimum. But once you subtract the cost of your package, it's not too, too much. And you're going to spend at least, I'd say at least $2,000 for 20 people for an Illuminations dessert party. Maybe less if you did a Wishes dessert party in the marina at the Grand Floridian because you don't have to pay for transportation. And probably a little more if you did Fantasmic. Because I know with most things, whenever you add the word wedding onto it, it makes the prices jump up. <laughs> so <laughs> even if it's the same exact service, so it's good to know that the prices are the same, whether it's, you know, whether you've tacked it onto the wedding or you're just doing it, you know, at another time during the trip, it's all the same. Right. At Disney, the premium is already built in. <laughs> yeah, you can't <laughs> deny that. <laughs> And a dessert party is really fun. It's a great way. Some people treat it as their reception or in place of a reception, especially if you have maybe an early afternoon or a morning ceremony, then you can take a break. Your guests can do whatever they want for a meal or take a nap or whatever. And then you get back together in the evening for a dessert party. And it's a fun way to make it an all-day event, but still have a break in between. So is are the bride and groom able to wear their wedding attire to the dessert party if they're doing an escape wedding? Yes. If you plan it through Disney's fairy tale weddings, the bride can wear her dress and the groom can wear his tux in the park. But if you are doing any other kind of private event through Disney catered events, you are not allowed to wear your wedding attire in the park. But say you're doing like a dinner at Narcoosie's or uh, California Grill or something, you could wear it there. Yeah, yeah, there's no problem. And people sometimes, especially people who are having non-Disney weddings, ask, am I allowed to go to the Grand Floridian to have my meal and still wear my dress? Totally no issue. Like you can wear whatever you want. Well, I suppose you couldn't go nude at any of the resorts. <laughs> <Please> <laughs> Within reason, you can wear whatever you want at the resorts. They can't stop you there. It's just the parks, you know, you got to go through security and they can stop you and they will stop you. And I've even heard a story of a bride who was doing a Disney's fairy tale wedding and got stopped at the gate when she was going in for her own dessert party. So they seem to be pretty vigilant about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the other thing is you don't have to go through Disney to plan your event after. You can make a regular reservation, a group reservation, at one of the Disney restaurants or one of the restaurants at the Swan and the Dolphin or downtown Disney or off property if you want. And you can also... Some of the, they're, they're not a lot, but there are some restaurants on property that have private rooms or private areas if they're not technically a room. And you can work with them without having to go through Disney's fairy tale weddings to plan the event that way. And it's a really economical alternative. There are actually six pages in Passporters, Disney Weddings, and Honeymoons devoted to private party and group reservation locations. So the first half is all the places on property that have private rooms and how much it costs and what the minimums are and how many people you can fit in them. And then the second half is places that you can make a group reservation and what sort of things they can do for you and whether there's a set menu. So if you're at a loss, you don't know, you know, where's going to be open after our reception. It, it talks about a lot of the different places, the most popular places and all the different options. 
The one I recommend a lot is The Wave at the Contemporary Resort. They have a private room and the food and beverage minimums are very reasonable and they're one of the few places that's actually open for lunch. A lot of times brides run into this problem where the ceremony times for an escape are 10 o'clock, noon, 2.30 p.m. or 5 p.m. And a lot of people find that when they have a 10 a.m. ceremony or a 2.30 p.m. ceremony or noon, there's no place open for lunch. Many of the Disney restaurants, especially the resort restaurants, are not open for lunch at all. They just assume everybody's in the park, I guess. So one of the cool things about the Wave, in addition to having low food and beverage minimums, is that they are open for lunch and they have a private room. So that's a good option if you wanted to do something private but not do a big you know, catered reception in a ballroom someplace just to have a meal, but you get to set the menu and you get your own space. I think the Wave's a really good option. I know that for us, when we were trying to plan our wedding, we had actually ordered the book and it came in really handy being able to see everything in the outline there of what all of our options were. Because actually seeing it in print, we were able to realize there is quite a few options available for escape rides where before that we just kind of felt like we were in the dark and, um, you know, maybe our options were only limited to like three signature restaurants and that was it. So it was nice to see that there is quite a quite an array of restaurants and different options available for escape brides to plan something outside of just the ceremony. Yeah, that's a good point because I think there does tend to be a feeling like the escape collection doesn't get as much attention as wishes and, you know, Disney doesn't care about us and it's harder to do. And I think if you're willing to do the research yourself, you can have practically the same as a wishes wedding. I mean, you can add a dessert party, you can have a catered reception if you want. You just have to do a little more of the legwork yourself. And so that's why what I tried to do with Passporters, Disney Weddings and Honeymoons was lay all that information out in the escape chapter to have it all in one place so that you don't have to start from scratch if you're beginning to plan your escape event. So I've seen, you know, maybe on the disboards or certain blogs here and there where people have planned their own type of private event. Um, you know, maybe on a beach at the Grand Floridian or a private room at one of the hotels, and it is catered. Is that something that you could make arrangements for through Disney Weddings? Yes, and that's where you would have it. If you told your planner you wanted to add a catered event, they would, you know, it would be in a convention center room. Um, I guess, yeah, you could do it out on the beach, at Shipwreck Beach, if you're willing to pay all the minimums. But generally, the they do have some restrictions on those because they want to prevent you from trying to cobble together a wishes wedding, you know. So they won't let you have a DJ. They won't let you have dancing. There's a two-hour limit to your reception, so usually just enough time to have a meal. But you know, it works like any other reception. They send you menus, you get to pick out what you want, you get waited on. And it can be a really nice way to just have the peace of mind knowing that you're going to have a space, you don't have to worry about whether you can get a group reservation and whether, you know, the Grand Floridian Cafe is going to seat you all together, or if you're going to be at separate tables, everything's taken care of. But it's not a full blown expensive over the top with a bar kind of reception. In a package like this, Obviously, everything is pretty much taken care of for you. you. There's not a whole lot of planning that'll go into it. So if this package you decide is right for you, but you still are a type A Uber planner, <laughs> <laughs> um, how much interaction do you have with your wedding coordinator? Well, you get to have two over-the-phone planning sessions. I'm sure that if you called up and you had other questions, they, would, they wouldn't be like, no, sorry, I can't talk to you. It's not one of your two sessions. But um, I think a lot of it is done through email. And you do need to take a more relaxed approach because especially when you're far out from your date, Disney has so many events going on and one planner can be doing, you know, 35 different weddings at the same time. So 
you need to know that you're not going to get as much attention until you get closer to your date. For escape, the one cool thing is you work with this one coordinator who does your floral, your entertainment, your decor, and she is really good about, you know, working with you to personalize it. It isn't just a factory, check these things off on the list. And so when you can get her ear, that's great. You can work with her to make it more personalized. So really, I think that's something good to keep in mind that if you are that that Uber planner, you do need to kind of maybe calm down in a, in a wedding like this because having the package and everything is, it's pretty much all decided for you. You just have to point and pick basically. Right, right. I, I often tell people just concentrate on the things you do have control over, like make crazy detailed invitations, come up with with super cool gift baskets, channel all that energy into the, the creative projects that you can control and just trust that Disney, they've done a ton of these. They know exactly how to do this. They're going to do what you need them to do. You just might not be able to get a hold of them at any time of night or day, eight months before your event. <laughs> You're not calling them at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) (laughs) with a newfangled fantastic idea. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I will say us talking about escapes for the last 45 minutes has really made made me want to go back and look at planning a vow renewal for us so that we can go (laughs) do the escape wedding that we had always dreamed of. Oh, that's great. Oh, that'd be fun. We can maybe we can uh, cover it live. (laughs) (laughs) Planning 101. So, well, thanks for being on the show again, Christy. It was great to talk to you and hopefully we've given people a good idea of what an escape event is like and whether it's for them. Yes. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed talking about it with you. Well, that's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com backslash weddings.asp or find it in print at passporter.com and at amazon.com. Mm-hmm.